Winning your division is tough, but it's even tougher when you're in the same division as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But on today's show, we're going to tell you how many wins it's going to take from the Chargers to unseat the Chiefs in 2023. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons. But this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? On today's show, we are getting into our Fan Mail Friday questions. That means your questions are being featured for our show, and we got some great ones. How many wins is it going to take for the Chargers to unseat the Chiefs to take over the AFC West crown? And if you could pick two players that you could add to this Chargers team that were not Chargers before, who would they be? So many great options there. And how many teams out there would trade their quarterback for Justin Herbert pretty much all of them and we'll get into that but that is a great question and we got a lot of them some we won't even be able to get to on today's show so thank you to the everydayers for coming out like you guys always do but this question is from Adrian Chavez who asked how many wins will the Chargers need to take the AFC West I predict they will need 12 going into week 18 and to and will need to beat the Chiefs in the last game to take it so that, I mean, probably, you know, is a likely scenario that it's going to come down to those last few games of the season if you're talking about going and winning the division. But it's a great question because the Chargers haven't done it since 2009. So, David, how many wins will it take in 2023 for the Chargers to finally get over the hump? Yeah, it's going to take a Herculean effort for the Chargers to get over the hump, but it's going to have to be at least 13 games. I think they're, they're going to have to have 13 wins uh, to be able to get it done. Because if you look at how the Chiefs uh, have controlled the division the last just couple of years alone, 2020, 14-2, made it to the Super Bowl. They did lose the Super Bowl there. But 2021, 12-5 for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game appearance. And then, of course, 2022, 14-3, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. But it's going to take that type of season. You're going to have to have 13-14 to 14 wins to be able to to wrestle the AFC West crown away from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think 13 is the minimum, which is crazy, right? Because you're talking about going 13 and 4, which is yeah. hilariously good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that that's insanely hard to do. But Patrick Mahomes has never lost more than four games. Well, he's never had less than 12 wins, I should say, as a starter, right? I mean, God. the worst seasons he's had are 12 and 4 and 12 and 5. And then he has two seasons where they've won 14, 14 and two and it's 14 ridiculous. and three. So five straight years. And I think even 13 feels conservative. Like, I mean, I, obviously last year they lost Tyreek Hill and went 14 and three. So like, yeah, to think that they're going to be worse this year is hard to believe. I mean, you're going to have to do better against them, obviously, to win the division. That's the biggest thing is you get to control potentially two of their losses. I'm not expecting yeah. them to go sweep the Chiefs, but I feel like the realistic number it's probably 14. Like, yeah, I think 13 at minimum. Right. Well, it might be 13 heading into that last game, right? Sure. It, it might be that. It definitely could be. And I mean, we'll see, you know, 
if it's for all the marbles or not, like we saw a couple of years ago against the Raiders, right? But like in 2018, you went 12 and four and you lost a tiebreaker to the Chiefs that ended up making them the five seed instead of literally the number one seed the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl. So like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to think that 12 is going to be enough this year. Like if you're telling me it's 12 and you beat the Chiefs twice, maybe I can get behind that, right? But like, the other thing is, is like, how do you get there, David, right? Because it's like you have some really, really tough games upcoming on your schedule. I mean, you're talking about playing the Chiefs twice, obviously. Yeah. You have the Buffalo Bills. You have the Cowboys. You have the Ravens. Even teams like you have the, the Lions, the Jets, the yeah. Dolphins traded for Jalen Ramsey. Like, that is a loaded team still, too. Like, it, saying it is one thing, but like to have that good of a season, David, like they're going to have to beat a lot of really good teams. And that necessarily wasn't their MO in 2022. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you look back at their 2022 season and they, I mean, which win can you point to and say that was a convincing win over a, right. a, a, a you know, a plus 500 football team yeah. that really just didn't happen last year. And so, yeah, this year, I, and also I think a big part of, you know, getting to that overall record is handling your business inside the division. It's not just about beating the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not splitting with the Raiders. It's not yeah. splitting with the Broncos when you have the ability to sweep those teams. Like, yeah. it's it's time to, if you want that record, if you want to get to that level to where it's going to take to be able to challenge the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC West, you're going to have to handle your business in the division. Like, that's yeah. just going to have to happen in order for the Chargers to get there. Yeah, and last year they were two and four. I believe the year before that, when they beat the Chiefs, one of the games they still went three and three inside the yeah. division. I mean, if you're going to win the division, it's hard to imagine you could do it with less than a four and two record inside. Yeah, you got to dominate, right? And like, and it also feels like one of those wins has to be against the Chiefs. It does, right? Yeah, or else, like you're, you're giving them a tiebreaker situation. We all know how that played out the last go around. So I think yeah, you're trying well. to stay away from that as close as possible. But you know who would help? The Chargers win the AFC West in 2023. Randy Moss in this prime, right? That would be great. Yeah. I, I think if they had Randy Moss, I'd feel a lot better about it. Let's hear what a tear has for us this week. Dan, David, this is a tear. I love you, my boys. Fun question. Pick one running back, one wide receiver, and their prime to play with Justin Herbert did not play for the Chargers. I'm taking TD. I'm taking Randy Moss. Let's go. We average is 45 points again. Make your pick. Love you, my boys. I love you, Atir. Always. And you always we make love it you. on the show. But it's a great question. I guess you're talking about Terrell Davis, which would yeah. definitely not be my pick. But, I mean, obviously yeah. a great player in his own right. But I love sure. Randy Moss. I'm going to go with someone other than Randy Moss. But Randy Moss would have definitely been up there. I mean, thinking of those two guys paired together, right, is obviously something that I would love to see. Yeah. David, if we're going to try to make the dream team right now, who are the two guys that you're adding? Yeah, so if I'm taking two players that are not currently on or never been on the Chargers sure. ever before in their prime, I'm adding a absolute bell cow destroyer of a running back by the name of Adrian Peterson. Okay, a guy who is just an, an absolute, you know, just bell cow in every sense of the word, a guy who can run past you, run over you, yeah. run around you. It just didn't matter. I mean, Adrian Peterson was one of the most dominant running backs of his time. And then as far as wide receiver, I mean, I'm going to go with the guy that you can't even cover with three defensive players. And of course, I'm talking about 
NFL Hall of Famer Calvin Megatron yeah. Johnson. I mean, come on now. You're going to pair the rocket arm of Justin Herbert with a guy that you couldn't cover even if you wanted to? Yeah. I mean, that would be fireworks all season long. You would have absolutely no chance. Yeah, I, I love Calvin Johnson. That's who I would go with, too. I mean, if I'm not going Randy Moss, I mean, I think it's probably, you know, between those two dudes, you couldn't go wrong. I mean, even like someone like T.O. I would take, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? But like, he obviously comes with the off-field, you know, just the distraction part of it. But, like, there's a lot of great receivers you could go with. Of course, you'd want to go LT, right? Like, Adrian yeah, Peterson I'd... is a great pick. Calvin Johnson and Adrian Peterson is one of the actual duos that I picked. I mean, you you give them that. I mean, who knows what the limit is yeah, or the just, ceiling is for yeah. this offense. If we were going to switch it up, I'd say you go all the way with the Detroit Lions. You go Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. You take two okay. guys from their franchise. Yes. You got wasted in their franchise, mm. right? A franchise in the Lions that have also never won a championship. You take those two, the greatest players in Lions history. You add those yeah. to the Chargers in 2023. I'm calling a Super Bowl for sure. But Without if you wanted to get weird with it, if you weren't going just running back, right, and you weren't going just receiver, yeah. maybe you go like Calvin Johnson and Gronk, right? Oh, like yeah. Rob Gronkowski or someone like that. Maybe even Travis Kelsey. Who yeah, knows? Travis like, Kelsey. Uh, but all yeah, those guys. Great. If you're going defenders, <laughs> right, maybe uh, Aaron Donald and Ray Lewis to add to this defense. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> I mean, I know yes, we're please. talking offense, but, I mean, you <laughs> add Aaron Donald and Ray Lewis to the middle of this defense. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could go with, right? I mean, you could add Darrell Revis. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys you could add to this team that would probably put them over the top. But great question is here. We love you, as always. Never forget. But we do have more questions to talk about, including all the hate about Justin Herbert out there on social media. But how many teams would really not trade for Justin Herbert, even if they were giving up their own quarterback? We're going to talk about that and talk about if – Justin Herbert maybe is his team's Dan Marino in some way. Maybe Philip Rivers. What if he has that type of career? We're going to get into that coming up right after this. Before we do that, though, I do need to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and you guys want to make sure that you're heading over to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. They have great promotions going all the time, and with baseball, just bet against the Padres. I keep telling you guys, if you listen to me, you'll continue to keep winning money. I don't know if you guys have, but... Anything against the Padres right now is good. But if you're a Padres fan like I am, you don't have to bet on baseball if you don't want to. You got UFC coming up this weekend, another gigantic card next weekend. I mean, so much good stuff there, and there's always great bets, punching, you know, knockouts, finishes. How long will the fights go? So many good bets over there. And you can also go football. You want to go Justin Herbert MVP. You want to go Keenan Allen receiving yards. You can get all that at FanDuel. So don't miss that chance to get that no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Let's keep it rolling here on this Fan Mail Friday show. Thank you to the everydayers who checked it out. And you know we will be back here on Monday for you guys. Still working on some other big guests like we had this week. Continuing to do that for you guys. But let's get to the next questions we have here, David. A lot of good ones on today's show. And I want to get to Ben in Kansas City who is tired of all the talk about Justin Herbert Maybe by one Emmanuel Acho, right? Maybe 
not getting the credit that he deserves. Hey, guys, this is Ben from Kansas City. Can you help me understand this whole Justin Herbert versus everyone else debate? I saw some videos with that Emmanuel Ocho, Ocho, whatever his last name, guy, talking about how Tua has to beat Justin Herbert one more time to be better than him. And I understand that he's just got, like, a weird hatred for Justin. But I think if we look at the teams in the league, there's probably three teams that would keep their quarterback over Justin Herbert, but every other team would probably take Herbert over the quarterback that they have on the roster, and that's kind of how I'm quantifying where he is in the rank. But it just doesn't make sense to me when people say that Tua or even Jalen Hurts are better than him. So can you help me figure that out? Thanks, guys. Love the show. Yeah, man. I mean, all those things are always going to be subjective, right? We'll talk about uh, Emmanuel Acho in a second. I got something for Acho, but... Let's talk about the other question. How many teams wouldn't trade their quarterback for Justin Herbert? Obviously, I've talked about it many times, right? Like, everyone could say we're good with that guy, but almost every other team would trade for Justin Herbert in a heartbeat and put their quarterback in that package if they had to, right? Like, that is just the fact of the matter. I mean, he's young. He's great. He's elite. He's proven at this point. Like, you've seen him do anything that any NFL team values. You've seen Justin Herbert do it at a high level. So, David, how many teams did you come up with when you're kind of going through the list here that you think would actually keep their own quarterback instead of trading for Justin Herbert? Yeah, I I mean, this was kind of tough, man, because, I mean, there's not many out there. I I think I came away with four. Four teams in the NFL that would more than likely keep their quarterback over Justin Herbert. That is the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Oh, really? I think okay. those are the four teams that would keep their quarterback over Justin Herbert, but I think that is it. I think every single other team would go race up to try to trade for Justin. Yeah, I, I have different teams on my list. The Lamar one is interesting, right? Because it's like the Ravens also weren't rushing out there to give him the contract he wanted all initially either, right? Yes, they did end up making him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, but it didn't seem like they were rushing to do that necessarily. They're built more around him. So from that aspect, like I could see that, you know, now they're kind of moving away from just the running and sure. smash all the time. Because they know thing, they need to. Of course. So this is how I had it. I have, this is my four shore teams, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Even the Bills, though, I question a little bit. I mean, I just they use Josh Allen's leg so much, right? Yeah. Like, not that you couldn't do that, but you wouldn't use Herbert that exact same way. Yeah. But still, I mean, a little younger. I don't know. I mean, I think they would probably keep Josh Allen, but I still think it's very, very close. Well, they haven't maybe's. won a they haven't won a Super Bowl with Josh Allen yet, so yeah. And the Chargers have one with Justin Herbert, but you can't really right. base it off of that. I would say the maybes are the Jaguars. Right. With Trevor Lawrence, just because it's like, hey, they're seeing that ascension. Right. And, sure. and a little younger, whatever. Yeah, and the yeah. Eagles. Right. Because they built that offense around Jalen Hurts. And we saw, I mean, he put up an outstanding performance in the Super Bowl. Right. So like you've yeah, seen it. A great year. You know too. it works. Yeah. Keep that core together for sure. I could, I could see the, the maybes on those guys. I think anyone else, including Lamar Jackson, including Aaron Rodgers because of his age. Any oh, first, yeah. the first overall pick, right? Bryce Young, any oh, of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Any of those trading, guys. I honestly would take it even a step further and say if somebody had the number one overall pick next year and got to take Caleb Williams, I still think they would trade that for Justin Herbert because it, getting the known best case scenario, the quarterback you take, the quarterback you trade for, the quarterback you sign turns into Justin Herbert. When you already yeah. know the dude has the goods, 
I think it's you, you trade yeah, almost how, anything how do, for yeah, it. Yeah, how do you not make that deal, right? Emmanuel Acho. This is the thing. How many Emmanuel Acho takes do you remember before the Justin Herbert take, right? Before the Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback take, how many of his takes do you remember? Zero. It's a smart move by him. Like, this move by hating, fake hating, honestly, to some extent, Justin oh, yeah. Herbert, has been the biggest move he's ever made in his analyst career. Like, just hands down, that's just what it's yeah, been. Yeah, he was completely irrelevant before that. Totally. He was. I mean, it's funny that you call him Emmanuel Ocho because I think, like, <laughs> if he didn't have the Herbert thing, he'd probably be on ESPN, the Ocho, calling Cornhole, <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's probably where he would that's be. That's very good. I like that. <laughs> it, it seems superficial. It seems manufactured. I mean, he's, you know, Tua's number one guy. He put everything on the game last year and said that would decide everything, right? We remember how that went, right? And it was terrible. Tua was awful in that game. The Chargers still, you know, fumble that turns into a touchdown. It was a weird game. It still ended up close. But you saw it, right? You saw it oh, in yeah. broadcast, you know, national television. Well, right? Yeah, it was like How three for 21 at one point. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, it's not even close. I, and I like Tua. I think Tua is very I, yeah, good. Yeah, I think he's a good and, and dude. the Dolphins have a very good team. Like, if, if the Dolphins beat the Chargers, it wouldn't shock me, right? Like, sure. they have a good team. It should be a good game. Whatever. Even if Justin Herbert wins week one against the Dolphins, the goalposts are only going to move further. Like, yeah, it, it'll always. be something else. It's just going, he's just going to say, oh, well, the next one, best mm. out of five, best mm. out of seven. Like, yeah. it, it's always going to continue to move. So, I, from that, I don't really take that. Whatever stokes the fire is whatever Emmanuel Alcho is going to try to do. So, whatever yeah. lets Emmanuel Alcho go viral, right? Which, it, right now, he saying. has yeah. one consistent method to do it. And he's talking about Justin Herbert because, like, nobody knew the show he was on before that take. Nobody knew, you know, really who this dude was. That take put him on the map. He's smart yeah. for running with it, to be honest. But yep. let's squeeze another one here. Colby Tauber, who asked, let's say Herbert has a career with the Chargers, similar in stats to Mahomes, but never gets a Super Bowl ring, but does get one MVP. Does he get considered the Chargers GOAT, or does LT still hold that? What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't think that's enough um, for him to be considered the GOAT. I, I just think that... Not only did LT win that MVP, but like he was the most dominant player in football that year. Like it, it was like, well, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even close. That's usually what the MVP is, though, right? <laughs> I mean, the most yeah, dominant player in football. Sure, but yeah, I just think that just over the course of, of LT's career, it's like it, at this point in time, the, I know there are people out there that when you look at and you consider Philip Rivers, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Famer? There are people out there that still have their doubts. Right. LT's career was unequivocally just a hundred percent. He's a first ballot hall of famer. There's no question about it. Yeah. And I think for Justin Herbert to have to accumulate the same amount of individual stats to be able to get there. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that without some championship type of success. I disagree. I, I mean, okay. first of all, you're saying similar stats to Patrick Mahomes, right? The Patrick Mahomes is going to break every single record that there mm. is like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you're saying it's going to be comparable to that? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be the GOAT because, like, the thing is, is LT, the one thing that LT could have over him, right, MVP, never made it to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Justin Herbert in this scenario could make it to three Super Bowls and lose and put up Patrick yeah. Mahomes type of numbers for his career. That's And fair. he'd be considered one of the GOATs. But that's what it would take. Like, yeah. Yeah. LT isn't just the best Chargers player ever. And maybe there's an argument for Seau, right? And sure. I think LT is the easy guy to go with. One MVP had right. a historic season that will never be replicated, right? Yeah. You know who else has some of those? Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. So, like, if Justin Herbert is doing those things, 
and is considered one of the greatest, not just Chargers ever, but like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He'll go down as the Chargers GOAT, just like Dan yeah. Marino is the GOAT for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins have championships, right? Like, they won, yeah, you know, fair. 1972 Dolphins, all those things. Like, yeah. But when you think of the GOAT of the Dolphins, you think of Dan Marino. That's right. No, he made it to one Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl. I think that's kind of how Herbert would get remembered if it went down like that, right? So, I mean, if you're putting up close to Patrick Mahomes stats like that, just, you're saying, you know, the best statistical quarterback we've ever seen on a production level. So, yeah, that's where I would go with it. But I think there's a lot of different ways you could look at it. I think if he did put up that career, though, he'd have a good chance to be the Chargers go, especially just since like quarterback, just as a position is valued so much differently. But yeah, we do, we do have more to get to a few more female Friday questions. We have to get in on today's show because you guys asked so many good ones. So we're going to be talking about if things are really all doom and gloom in 2024, if Tuli Tuli Pelotu could be ready to take over that starting role at edge next year coming up right after this. Thank you again to everyone who contributed to Fan Mail Friday and everyone checking out the show today, all the everydayers out there. We appreciate you guys making us your first listen today and always listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. But we do have some more questions I want to get into, including another voicemail that we have from Weston in Minnesota. David, maybe we've been a little bit too doom and gloom, right, on the Chargers in 2024 because of the cap situation and saying that, hey, this core, this is the last year for it. Are they really doomed? Let's hear what Weston has for us. Hey, Dan, David. Weston from Minnesota, I got one question for you guys. So the talk of the offseason has been that this is our last real chance to aim for a Super Bowl with our loaded roster before Cat Hell next year. And while it's true that we're going to be in Cat Hell and we're going to have to release some of our stars, do you really think we're going to be that screwed? I think that we'll still have a chance and we'll still be able to compete for years to come with Herbert and the built O-line that we have around him too. Not to mention Kellen Moore doing good as well. Let's hope. Let me know what you guys think. If we're screwed next year, we'll be able to make it. Thanks, guys. Bolt up. All right, David, what do you think? Yeah, so I think for this one, it's really just, it's not, it's all about the philosophy having to change after this year. It's not all doom and gloom. It's just right now the philosophy is load up as much as possible with your quarterback on a rookie contract because you have the free cap space and the cash to be able to spend. That's what the Chargers have done. Now, once this Justin Herbert contract gets done, they're going to have to change that philosophy to having to work with a quarterback that has a massive contract. That's going to take a large portion of your cap away. So then your focus is going to be less on free agents and more on draft and development. That's going to be yeah. where you're going to have to really invest heavily resource wise and make sure that you're very intentional and selective on your picks. You got to make sure you're going to get guys that you're going to be able to get premium production out of because you are going to be cap strapped. You're going to have to also be very particular on which free agents you do decide to come in because your resources are going to be limited. The chargers are not going to be doomed. They just got to have to change the philosophy. Yeah, I mean, obviously the philosophy changes, but like at the same time, though, how do you get better in 2024? These are the different variables that you have to think about. We don't know what the rookies look like yet, right? right. We'll have a much better, you know, knowledge of how well those guys play this season and also just, you know, how much you feel like you can rely on them going forward yeah. after this season. Right now, we have no idea what they're going to produce. You also don't know how many of the young guys that are on the Chargers will make that next step, whether it be the JT Woods or the Isaiah Spillers of the world, right? We don't know what those guys are going to look like, and those could be, you know, foundational pieces potentially. You don't know at this point. 
My question has been this with 2024. It's not doom and gloom because you might have to lose, you know, a Mike Williams and a, a, a Khalil Mack, right? Like, that's going to be huge, huge losses. You still have Justin Herbert, right? You're still going to have, Ke- you know, Justin Herbert and the other combination of Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnston probably, right? Or Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston going forward. Yeah. So, like, it's not going to sh- totally derail the offense more than likely. You still have Josh Palmer under contract next year, right? My thing is, is just how do they get better, right? Like, it, assuming that this year they come up short. Right, like, how do they close the gap on those other teams when you're sixty million dollars over the cap right now? Like yeah. Justin Herbert's contract, we've talked about it before. That's going to people think, okay, they're going to add that onto the sixty million in cap in 2024 that they're over projected, right? Because it's only a projected number at this point. Right. That's not the case. It, it'll probably be a much lower cap it than we think it's going to be, much yeah. lower than what his fifth year option number is, and Definitely. it'll probably be easier at least the first few years on his contract extension. That's what a lot of the teams are doing with you know yeah. the Jalen Hurts contract with Lamar Jackson, all these guys, that's how they're building them these days. So I just don't know how they get better because they're going to have to release good players, right? Guys that we know are good. And even once they do that, that's just to get under the cap, right? That's not adding free agents. You're not going to be able to add flashy free agents next year. You're just not like, there's just, there's no way they're going to, unless you're totally ripping everything apart and the total foundation of this team. I don't see it. So, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think if you have Justin Herbert in this offensive line, I feel like if you have you know wide receivers that you feel good about, if you have star players on defense and guys actually start contributing at the rest of those positions where you don't have stars, maybe new stars emerge, then it'll feel different. Right now, we just, there's just too many variables that we don't know. I think we'll have yeah. a much better picture of it, obviously, after 2023. But let's get to a great question from Instagram that we got from Isabella Rodman, who's asking, do you think that Tuli Tuipulotu will have what it takes to take over as a starter and possibly replace Camille, Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa if they're cut next season? I wanted to pair this with the other one because this is the kind of conversations we're going to be having next year. And David, this is a tough one because obviously both of those guys are great. And you're not asking if he can be one of those guys, but can he be good enough to feel like you know he can be the starter if you do have to release one of those guys? I mean, we have to wait and see how he plays, but I mean, that's absolutely the plan for the Chargers. That's what, like that's why they drafted him. They they know that Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack are both getting older and still have a lot of money left on both of those deals. So most, more more than likely, like you mentioned, one of those guys is going to be gone after the season, and so Tuli's going to have to step up. I mean, he was taken as a second round pick for a reason and you know he led all of college football in sacks last year so we have to see that manifest on the field this year but the chargers don't really have a choice like they they made made this decision with Thule being that rushing mate of the future yeah it's hard because i think these are the things with this so i mean first of all he's 20 right he doesn't turn 21 until september so like I think he will be that guy, but like, look at Chen Nwosu, right? It took what three, four years before he finally kind of caught on. Like, I just don't yeah. know what the timeline is going to be because he's such a young player, and I don't know the exposure he's going to get. Obviously, if Joey Mosa misses twelve games again, then he's going to be out there a lot, and we're going to have a much better idea about it. But like, I like him. Like, I, I think he has a chance to be a starting player. I think he yeah. has a chance, you know, to be an above-average pass rusher in the NFL, and that's really all you need him to be to be a starter in twenty twenty-four. But I think if that is the case, you're going to get a lot of, you know, the bumps early on that he's going to have to work out. Yeah, the growing pains. Such a young player. We'll see how he develops over this season. But 
Let's get to one last one here. Squeeze it in Dylan Kirkpatrick, who's asking, what are your superstitions while watching Charger games, i.e. have to wear your favorite jersey, sit in the right spot, etc.? David, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just a little bit weird. I just don't like being disturbed whatsoever when the Chargers game is on. I'm yeah. pretty much in my den area with my big TV. You know, I usually have a couple beverages available, but I'm, I mean, I'm locked in. I'm always yeah. fully concentrated on the game because we got to speak on it. But yeah, I just don't like being disturbed at all. If it's tra- the Chargers are on, it's Chargers and nothing else. Yeah, I, I don't have like big ones like favorite jerseys or things like that. Like I always stand up if something big is happening. Like for some reason I can't sit down in that situation. I also like there's certain friends' houses I can't go to watch games anymore because it's just like there's a bad moment there and I can't you know go back to their house. <laughs> their house is off limits. If I like for some reason switch to the game on my laptop or my phone and then the Chargers start playing really well, like something bad has to happen before I'll put it back on the TV. So like. Stuff like that is usually what gets me, you know. I mean, it's really, really tough. But, David, let's squeeze one more in here. Yes or no, Brandon Mitchell, would Joe Lombardi have been fired if the Chargers had won the Jags game last year? Yes. Oh, I mean, I think context matters. I think it depends how the next game goes, right? If they lose, you know, 33-0 to zero in the next game. or even I don't like, think he does enough at any point for them to win. That's why I say no. Sure, sure. I mean, they could lose the next game and it could be ugly and I think he could still get fired. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. The good news is we will be back with you guys on Monday as the everydayers always know. But to make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free in the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. Working on some more interviews and some big topics for you guys next week. I'm sure we'll get you guys involved next week as well with some more fan mail shows. So, Make sure you hit us up wherever, YouTube comments. You can hit us up on Instagram at Locked on Chargers, Locked on Chargers Facebook page, or wherever, and we'll make sure we get with you guys. And you can call into the lock, the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Get your 30-second voicemail in there. Thank you to everyone who did that today. We appreciate you guys, and we'll be back with you guys on Monday. Until then, take it easy, and go Bolts.